in Psalms 91. The word of God says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm having conversations in that secret place, that secret place don't bother me. Close my door, leave me alone. I'm having conversations in that secret place, that secret place don't bother me. Close my door, leave me alone. All right, all right, we are live. We are live. Welcome everybody to the secret place. My name is Talton, and this is my lovely wife, Toya, the game changer. And we want to welcome you to the secret place. We we made it. We here. We are here. We're finally live. Finally. It's been in the works for some time. Y'all might see me looking down from time to time. I am the producer, writer, editor. <laughs> And host of The Secret Place. So, um, welcome. How's it going today? How you been? Um, well, today has been quite busy for me. Um, as you know, and most of my followers know that um, I'm a realtor. And I am the owner of the food truck, Street Food Munchies. So, I'm getting ready to roll out some new items um, in my new current, well, my new position my new spot that i'm gonna be in and um i'm getting ready for a ribbon cutting on tuesday so just been getting prepared for that good stuff good stuff so tuesday ribbon cutting coming up we got big things going so before we get into the podcast we're gonna invite you guys to make sure you like subscribe share um we gotta get some some subscriptions we gotta get some followers up you know housekeeping um but we are located on YouTube. It's live, Secret Place on YouTube. So you can find us there. Um, you know, and we will share the links and everything for you. So what we're going to do is some, you know, our first episode, we're going to introduce ourselves, get, let the people know who we are. <laughs> so talk to, talk to the people about a little bit about your background and um, just about yourself. Sure. So you got a little snippet of me telling you about that I'm a realtor and I have a food truck. But um, Toya the Game Changer, um, basically that name originated from me changing the game with my my decisions to continue to go past any opposition that has come in my life. Um, Some of you may know, some of you may not know to all of my new followers, but I am an author. Um, My first book was written back in 2008. It's called um, So What If You're By Yourself. It's a true inspirational story about a young woman whose misery became her ministry. And from that, I was able to minister to several women, several people across the world that may have experienced some of the things that I've experienced, such as um going through a divorce such as being in an abusive relationship being a single mom growing up in a single parent family home where my dad was incarcerated um my brother was murdered like i'm telling you the story of that and 
the devastation that that caused and just dealing with the spirit of suicide that most people may struggle with the spirit of rejection. So, um, that book was the beginning of my ministry and being a motivational speaker as well. So this is something that I didn't ask for, but God saw fit for me to basically, um, have that calling over my life so that I can be a living testimony. So my life can literally be an open book to help somebody else. Because I do know that what we go through most of the time is not for us. It's for other people. Um, this is my husband. I love, um, doing things with him and I'm gonna be real with you. I'm very transparent. Um, marriage is not easy. It's not is not easy at all, but it's very, very, very rewarding, especially when you marry the right person. I'm a mother of three. Um, Zion, he will be 23 next month. I have Jeremiah, who's four, and I have Amaya, that's two. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and that's that's it. I'm, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I'm a child of God, and I just love serving the kingdom, and serving alongside my my husband okay um so a little bit by myself you know i'm originally from new orleans louisiana um born and raised uh high school you know from new orleans you gotta ask you know where you, where you went to high school at that's yeah. the that's the the anthem so i'm saint augustine high school uh played in the band marching 100 drum major rose bowl um <laughs> What else did we do? You know, so many accolades. Oh, my God. Um, went to college here in Baton Rouge, LSU. Um, profession is in hospitality. So, worked with Hilton for the bulk of my career. Um, I'm with the Choice Hotel brand now. Um, so, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, you know, she told some of the other uh, parts of our story as far as we're, we're married uh serial entrepreneurs you know so we're into those things and now podcast show runners owners or if you want to i don't know what you call that in the podcast space we do to the podcast space so yeah um so let's talk a little bit about our background in the church um so what's what's some well i guess i'll go first so um i was born and raised catholic so Mm. um Catholic, my whole life, Catholic school, uh, confirmed Catholic, everything was Catholic. Um, and around a little bit before we got married, yeah, a little bit, probably that year we got married. Um, well, not, I, I, let me go back. Um, you know, after college, after, you know, I became an adult, I started to go on my own journey. So, uh, let's say, they, they call it the new age now of, you know, people are spiritual. I just never, I never really practiced new age. I was always questioning uh, everything. I just was taking everything apart and then putting it back together. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would break down the different things and study different things. And it all kind of just came back to Jesus. So I was like, okay. Um, and then I always questioned the Catholic Church. Um, there was a lot of things I didn't agree with as far as uh, some of the religion pieces of it and some of the rituals that uh, are practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, we'll talk about some of those things um, in some of our episodes, but I'll go a step further to say a lot of the uh, certain things in the Catholicism are rooted in demonic uh, practices. Um, but in any event, I, I, you know, went on my own walk. Um, after we met, we I visited the church that you were attending and, you know, uh, I fell in love with it. I mean, the pastor was, you know, seemed authentic mm-hmm. um, and you know I joined the church got baptized in the church and um, been a part of it ever since well you got to give a shout out to the church so the, that's United Christian Faith Ministries uh, <laughs> Dr. well is it really a doctor? go ahead on pa- claim it Pastor Ellis Mark Ellis <laughs> um, that is our pastor and you know that's the church that we attend um, I guess you call it Kojic I don't really know the you know mm-hmm. the denomination i don't really do the denomination thing um i don't know if it's a specific denomination but they, they call it church of god in christ um mm-hmm. if you want to be you know denomination specific um but that's that's a little that's me in a nutshell we'll de- unpack a lot of that as we do some of the podcasts but tell the, the people about your background and in, in the mm-hmm. ministry or in the church well, um, I pretty much grew up into the church. Um, I originally um, went to an old Baptist, Baptist, Baptist church, um, uh, Greater Carver uh, in the Night Ward, New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, and then uh, my mom and I, we trans- transitioned over to Greater St. Stephen's. Um, under Bishop Paul S. Martin and Bishop, um, I'm saying Bishop, but Pastor um, Deborah B. Martin. And um, we met Bishop Daryl S. Brister there. This was before he became, he was ordained as a bishop. And we just basically followed him. I got baptized at Greater St. Stephen's, but we uh, followed Bishop Brister to Beacon Light. And we've been a part of the Beacon Light family for many 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 years um until hurricane katrina hit and that's when we relocated um my family and i relocated to baton rouge louisiana and we since joined the beacon light out here um which that was a huge part of my life um i will always love beacon light but you know sometimes you just kind of grow grow apart you know um god takes you to different levels and different stages. So, um, I was led to move forward and that's when, um, I became a member of UCFM as Talton stated under, uh, pastor Mark Ellis. And I've always known that, um, I had a calling over my life. Some people thought I was an evangelist, uh, minister, pastor, which I was none of that. I never was the type of person that needed a title for anything. I just went through different things in life and I wanted to be a blessing to other people out of my hurt, out of my pain, because the things, the very things that hurt me and devastated me, I was like, I have to be going through this for something. And it was like, people always would draw to me, especially women. Like I really had a passion to help women. I don't know why, because I couldn't stand to be around women. Just couldn't get along with women. Cause I felt like women were always messy and jealous. And, you know, so 
But the very thing that I was shy away from was the very thing that God um, used me in to be a part of my ministry. And that was to help women. The very thing I didn't want to, you know, deal with. But the things that you struggle with are the things that you think you can't do. That's the very thing that God may be leading you to do. And so um, being in ministry has always been a part of my life, you know, so. You talked about the the old uh, Baptist church, and you made me remember, I was like, well, I say Catholic, but my grand, my dad's side is Baptist. Mm -hmm. So when we would go visit my grandparents, we would go to Baptist church. Mm. So I, I had some, you know, dealings with the Baptist church, and yeah. I knew the, you know, they would get up like early, 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 like early. six, five, six. And my, grand, you know, like my grandfather day. was, I believe, I don't know if he was a deacon or what, but he was involved. My grandmother was like the secretary <laughs> um, up there in Saint, Second Zion. Shout out to Second Zion first. Uh, yeah, Second Zion, on I think it's on First Street um, uptown. But. You know, they had the old panel, wood panel walls and the, mm -hmm. the great the room red carpet. Um, and, um, pews. And by the time, they'd come back to get us at around 10, 11. I guess that was the, maybe that was the second service. I don't know. I don't know if there was a church all that time. Or maybe it was Bible. I don't know what they did in the, in the beginning because we'd, we'd be at the house and they'd come get us. And then we'd be in there for like hours. And then the, the choir just be singing and the pastor just be like, ah, and it's be like 30 minutes of that. And then, <laughs> you know, you, after, you know, going so many times, you know, the order of it. So, mm -hmm. um, but then if they have a program, if you see like when we get there and if they handed out programs, I'd be like, oh, man. Pack you some lunch. We going to be a while. Mm -hmm. And. I knew it was gonna be a while because after the after the service, then they had my grandma cook. They had the kitchen, then they would do the food and stuff like that. Now that part I used to like. So we'll be there all day because they was part of it. So they had to clean up, and so mm -hmm. we'll be at the church literally all day. Yeah. So I did have some back Baptist influence mm -hmm. mixed into the you know the Catholicism upbringing. So I think that was good. You know, it kind of planted some of those seeds and mm -hmm. kind of gave me you know the, the, a glimpse of both sides and it's all religion at the end of the day right. you know it's you know you mentioned something about um you're not really with the denominational thing or whatever and i get that because um like i was telling you all that i grew up in the Baptist church, but then it became full gospel. Then I transitioned over to full gospel. Um, but now it's like, I'm at a point in my life where I don't care about any of that. I care about having a true relationship with God. That's what it's about at the end of the day. It's not about religion. It's not about, you know, um, who you serve in long as you serve the one in truth living God, you know what I'm saying? You have a true relationship with God. That's what it's about at the end of the day for me. So that brings us to the secret place. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why we're here. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, so our first question of the day, what does the secret place mean to you? Um, 
for those that are believers in Christ, because a secret place can mean a lot of things, depending on where you are in life. It could mean that's my secret place to do my stuff on a DL or whatever. But for me, as a woman of God, um, the secret place to me means this is my time where I'm meditating. This is my time where I'm spending with God. Like there's no kids, there's no husband, there's no, no phone, no television, no, um, nothing that I'm worrying about, no job, no anything. This is my time to really spend with God, like where I can just lay prosperous, just be naked and free in front of him with all of my insecurities, with all of my issues, because the Bible say cast your cares upon him. And so I feel like the secret place is that, that place of intimacy, you know, that place where I'm not being judged. I don't have to put on a facade. I don't have to be politically correct. It, it's just me and God. It's just me and God. You know, I get to share my, my thoughts, my concerns, um, the things that, that worry me, the things that I need help with, um, the things that I may struggle with. And that's my time to meditate, to worship him, you know, to thank him, to, to seek his face, to hear his voice. So that's what the secret place means to me. Okay. Um, a lot of people, you know, the secret place, you think of a prayer closet, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, will say that, you know, that's their secret place. But um, to me, the secret place, and this is kind of the overall theme of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the secret place to me is the, so first of all, God looks at the heart. And all of us have that, we know who we are in on the inside. We a lot of people may portray something in the world. You might go to work and be this person. You might come home and be this person. You might be another person in front of your kids. You might be another per- person in front of your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but God knows who you are on the inside, right. and God judges you based upon that your heart. All right. So the heart is that secret place. So that's what we're. That's what we're bringing to light and that's the what i did for the podcast became that's where that came from it was me thinking okay you know a lot of times you might hear people even people in the church you might hear oh they you know got caught a pastor got caught doing you know cheating on his wife or mm-hmm. you know this person got you know did something some whatever sin you want to think of and but you would never th- look at that person based upon the out of experience, ex- experience, appearance, <laughs> and and think that. So, but in that secret place, they really had some other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It don't have to be negative things either. It could be, you know, just things that you're dealing with, struggling with, things you need help with. It may not just be flat out evil or sinful, but it could just be depression. It could be mm-hmm. things like that. So. Just bringing that secret place to light and making sure people bring that to the forefront and uh, understanding that that's where God is really dealing with you. Right. And if that's not right, you know, it doesn't matter how many amens, Hail Marys, mm-hmm. our fathers, church visits, right. uh, 
tithes and offerings and it don't matter how all of the, all of your works you know that secret place needs to be correct so mm-hmm. um that's what the secret place means to me and that's what we're gonna be focusing on throughout the podcast and we're gonna we're gonna let y'all know now nah, like deep it's, y'all we we being nice right now you know we're not we're just scratching the surface but we're really gonna get into the deep mm-hmm. and we're gonna touch us on some some topics that are not you know the the world won't let you really talk about or they they put you in the cancel culture mm. uh type hmm. of space right. and you know that's that's part of the secret place because a lot of people have opinions um and not just opinions the word of god speaks against certain things it speaks for certain things and we're here to highlight that you know and to make sure that people hear the message of of God, um, the true word, and you know, let's test some of these things against the word and see what the word say. It's yeah. not my opinion, it's not her opinion, it's not, you know, any viewer's opinion, it's the opinion of what the word says. And we're gonna test take some of these, you know, things that the world may say is good or correct or you should do it this way and test it against the word. And mm-hmm. it's not to to judge anyone and it's oh. not to condemn anyone. It's just to say, hey, you're doing something this way. That's what the words say. If you trying to be down with Jesus and the word, just look look in the mirror, go to that secret place and sort that out. You know, if oh. God, if you God deal with it and you feel God is good with you with that, then hey, good luck. But um so I wanted to share a video. Uh, I saw this on TikTok. So, you know, we'll do some current events and some things like that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of discuss this because it's kind of interesting. So I'm going to go ahead and play it. Kind of, you know, have to hear through my headphones because I don't have it mic'd up. But I'll show you how I see it. 20 small fries, 20 apple pies. Give me five Big Macs. Yeah, this this real this is a real order, bro. Give me five fish fillets with cheese, and ten buttermilk crispy chicken sandwiches with cheese. Uh, one hundred ninety nine. It's fifty each on both of these. Okay. And I got a hundred. Got you. For the for the rest. This is for like a party and stuff. No, nah, I'm going to for the homeless. That's good. Thank you. They had me panicking back here in the kitchen making this. Food. Oh, my bad. <laughs> You're good. Hold on, y'all. I got something for you. Peace, twenty of you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. It's for everybody, all right? So it's like, it's food for everybody. It's like, you, if you want doubles and all that. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I love you. You're welcome. Well, uh, what size shoe you wear? No, I got shoes. You got shoes? Yeah. You want a pair? You want another pair or no? No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Yeah, I got some. I'm rocking my shoes and I got my Jordans. Yeah. Up. I got some more shoes for you, too. Oh, I got a bigger, I got a bigger size. These, oh, yes, remember these? Yes, my favorite. I got a, I got a seven though. They're bigger yes. now, and they got socks. Right? Yes, thank you, T. Thank you so much. Right. I love you, T. Appreciate love you too. God bless. God bless, brother. Yo, T, I'm still. I pray for you, for real. Thanks. For real, you're a good man. It's tons of food in there, so if y'all see anybody, just tell them come on over. Yes. Food everywhere. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. God bless you. You're welcome.
I was riding all around town to find your size 14s, man. Yeah. I got $20 for you. Right? Thank you. Here, I got some. Uh, now, I got some 14s. Yo, I had to ride. Oh, Listen, I couldn't find no 14s nowhere, bro. Yeah, I know. It's hard, dude. I know. Trust 14s me. right there. Good looking, man. And look, they all got, they all got your food over there, all right? All I right. bought tons of food. They got food right there. All right, cool, all right? I appreciate it, yeah. All right. Have a good one. You too. Oh, we miss you, man. How you been? Good, bro. Yo, uh, they got food over there. I don't know if they told you. Yeah, I, so I dropped off. Yeah, I dropped off tons of food, they bro. Do. All right. You have any shoes, bro? Here. Got 20 you. shoes? Yeah, I bet. What, kind, what, what size again? 11. 11? Hey, not for nothing. You see that white truck over there? Yeah. I know you helped him. Oh, shit. These 11s. That's my favorite. Yo, dog, it's a fact, dude. You can't get out of the truck hardly. He needs sweatpants if you can help him. Uh, I got, I'll, I'll have to come back That's to that. That's fine. Whenever you can, I said maybe if you can help. Yeah, I got you. Know, you. Right. I got some shoes for you. All right. So, guys, so that was T's way on TikTok. If y'all want to look him up. Um, but basically, he was out there. He went to McDonald's, got $200 worth of food, and went just to, uh, I guess, a, a local area where, you know, typically there's a lot of homeless people, mm -hmm. uh, which probably is any downtown city. city yeah. um, and he was giving out food, and he had some shoes, and kind of passing out turkeys like Nino Brown, baby. i never seen that movie, by the way. I just know the, the parts. Wow. Um, Mm. But uh, yeah. So, what you think about that? You know, do you? I don't. I don't. I don't really see that in a com in, at least in our community. I mean, well, they have people that do it. Um, the thing about it is, a lot of people that do feed the homeless and different things like that, they don't necessarily record it all the time. So we live in a society now where everything has to be recorded for the gram or, you know, to show, hey, y'all, look what I'm doing. I mean, not to say that everybody has um, motives or they clout chasing, but um, I, I do believe some people just may go down there and that's a part of their routine. They don't necessarily record it. So therefore we don't see it, but it's done. And then some people that do record it. Some are clout chasers, and then you have some people that just want to bring light and shed light. So, like, if they have a particular ministry or something, they may say, hey, this is what I'm doing in the community. Like, if they're asking for donations or something, so now you can actually see where your money is being spent. So, that's the reason they may record it. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people don't record, you know, what they do. But it's a, it's a fine line because... You can, a lot of people are so social media driven and, and they jump on waves and, and bandwagons. And this guy, I believe he, he actually raises money and people donate to him based mm -hmm. upon how he, like they're given vicariously through him. Mm. So it's good in a sense to have the poster footage. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just delicate because you don't want to get, you don't want to be accused of doing it just for clout. And you don't want yeah. that to be your motive, but at the same time, if it's gonna help you, you know, grow mm -hmm. by posting it to get people behind you, you know, you go ahead and post it. So, just gotta be that secret place has gotta be pure yeah. um, with doing it. But um, that's something that you know we we've actually kind of started 
but we never really passed it out. You know, we had <laughs> I had that idea. I had some bags made up, and the bags are sitting, you know, waiting to be handed out. So mm. something we need to. That's one of the videos that kind of was like reigniting the inspiration of just you know helping the homeless. Um, you know, we set up the Kingdom Embassy nonprofit, and you know the the idea behind it was to really get into the community, help the homeless. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I shared that video as, as to say that's something that you know we really need to reignite um, mm-hmm. and just get the people get the community behind it because the original idea was the same thing you know getting sharing it to the, the point of people if they do see somebody that in need you know we're able to come together as a community and help you know specific people kind of like you know if kind of like targeted missions like oh I'm at Walmart and it's a family, you know, a lady and her daughter, they mm-hmm. homeless and they trying to get a ride to sell, you know, anything that they might act, they walk up to you and ask for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they want to give, but when they get caught off guard like that, like that, the stole, it's so much evil in the world. You yeah. don't know who's scamming you. Right. And it's not to say it's your responsibility to, test everything and be like well i need to make sure you're not scamming me Mm -hmm. you know but at the same at the same time do you just give your you know give away to somebody and you're not you're not really felt led to i guess you just have to have the spirit to know if you're led to help this Mm -hmm. person or if it's something saying nah they yeah, with me, um, I've done it several times, um, and I have shared on my social media because not for clout or anything like that. Anybody that know me know I'm a giving person, so that's just the heart that I have. But at the same time, sometimes when I feel led to share it, it's to motivate somebody else so that they can share as well, you know, um, be a helping hand. And a lot of times, um, with me, I mean, I've actually done something called pay it forward where I've gone through a drive through and I've paid for the person food behind me, or I've gone to the gas station and I've paid somebody's gas, you know, um, or, you know, we've been at a restaurant before and now the Holy Spirit, uh, put, put on my heart to just say, bless them. And I'll just go ahead on and tell the waitress, Hey, Go pay, you know, I'm going to pay for that person's table over there. And they have no clue that I'm even doing it. You know, um, that's, that's good deeds that I love, love doing, you know, not for clout or anything like that. Just because, um, I love to be a, a, a giver, you know, when you give freely it will come back unto you. Not to say that I'm looking for anything because I want my blessings to come from God, not from man. But um, it's just good to bless other people, you know. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I've always been a helper. And anytime I go to the store, anytime I go anywhere, I feel like it's a sign on my forehead that says, ask him. Whether it's I'm in a store and something's way at the top. I guess it's because I'm tall, too. Uh, yeah. Hey, can you help me get something <laughs> off the top? You know, I get that a lot. Uh, one time I was in Target, and, I mean, I did have a a, pol- a red polo on and some khakis. That I just happened to have that on, and people just come up to me. Hey, um, 
I was wondering if you could help me find, uh, I'm looking for, you know, and then go into a product. Like I'm a, a manager there. Oh, you could work and Jake like, from State Farm. Read Khaki. Uh, sorry, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where that is. I, I don't work here, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, even at work, you know, I'll go to work and I've never seen these people, you know, the guests, certain guests. And I don't, I may not have a name tag on yet. You know, mm-hmm. I'll get there and I walk through the door. Are you the manager? Well, you look important, you know. Why well, I can't be a guest? I, I just got off the elevator too, They know sir. what time like, of day it is. How do you know I'm the manager? Like, so, you look managerish. So it's just things <laughs> like that um, that I'll experience. And yeah, so... And to touch on uh, what you said about how do you know if these people are not scheming and scamming? I mean, you'll drive yourself crazy. Like, and again, be led by the spirit. You know, uh, that's where having a spirit of discernment come in at. You know, you could just kind of feel. Some people may call it discernment. Some people may say it's an intuition. Some people may say, oh, I could just feel a vibe, the energy, or it's just something, whatever you call it. But you will know when somebody is faking where they just want beer money or to go smoke uh, drug money or whatever versus somebody that really need it. But even if you um, run across somebody that may just wanted to go smoke or whatever and you still give, I wouldn't necessarily feel like, dang, I got God. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't about to help nobody else because I, I ain't about to get God no more. That's really not on you. That's on them. You still, God, like you said, that secret place. God looks at the heart of the man, you know, so he knew that your heart and your intentions were pure, whether they were scheming or not, that ain't on you. Because again, my blessings, I truly want my blessings to come from God. And if he sees my heart and know that I did this good deed with good intentions, then that's all that matters. So I don't necessarily feel like that. It's almost like it's a test for both of y'all. So Mm -hmm. your test is, look, your, do you have a heart to give and you just you doing your you being obedient it's the obedience part for you and then the person that's receiving what you doing with so if you they might have been praying for it they might have really been you know praying for a blessing and god was like, all right go here mm-hmm. i'm gonna send my, my my child over here give you you know a blessing 50 dollars or whatever and then you take it and what you did with it you went bought alcohol you went you know bought drugs with it Mm-hmm. And you know, now you done messed up your own blessing, mm-hmm. your own seed that you got. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily on you to see what they gonna do with the <laughs> right. Even though some of them, we still want to know what, what, what they know. But, I ain't so, got no money to waste, but again, that's not on us, you know. And that's kind of something that we're gonna talk about with the secret place, um, which you were explaining about. God looks at the heart because at the end of the day, like he said, it's not my opinion. It's not his opinion. We just going to give you the, the facts, the word, you know? And so don't beat up the messenger. You can't fault us, you know, um, for just giving the word, you know? So you just got the, that's between you and God. And so, again, like the person that got the money and 
that person could sow seed into fertile ground and, and continue to flip that seed in a positive way, or that person could go drink it up. We we just a messenger. We're going to give it to you. Now, what you do with it, that's on you. And and just to go back to that original idea I had, so I was in a Walmart. Or I was in, yeah, I had went to a Walmart, and they, they real life had a family that was out there asking for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they just needed a ride. They was stuck or something like that. So the idea was, what if, you know, I'm I'm at Walmart and I'm walking and I see somebody need help and I ain't necessarily in a position right there to like give them a ride or help. Mm-hmm. But what if I had a place I could call or, you know, an organization I can call and say, hey, I just was at Walmart and they got a family in need. And that organization send a a representative or something out to assist. And then they kind of talk to the people, vet them, get some information from them, and then see how they they could best help them. And then they actually, you know, go ahead and help. And then, you know, that organization is getting funds from, funding from, you know, the church, which is us, the people. I'm not saying, like, specific organization churches mm-hmm. i'm just saying us as the church the body of christ right. you know we're we're funding them we're sending in our donations so like instead of me giving 20 dollars to a homeless man on the street i'm funding that 20 dollars to this organization mm-hmm. and then if i see homeless people on the street i'm calling the organization i'm like hey they got some homeless people over here you know can we you know do something in this area and we're helping them like that and that's how i came up with the kingdom embassy because i was like well, what would you call that mm-hmm. and i was like uh an embassy you know an embassy when you're thinking about a country or you know a, a, a city or something like that the, the embassy is well like a, if i'm in london and i go to the american embassy if i need help with like a passport or something you know my id or whatever you know something dealing with the country since I'm in another country, I can go to the embassy and get that assistance. Mm-hmm. So where's that for the church? Where if we enter the kingdom as believers, we need to have a connection to heaven. Mm-hmm. So where's the where's heaven's embassy? That's supposed to be us. So we have something mm-hmm. in place to where we can come together and have okay, you know, hey, they need we need some church influence over here. We need some assistance from heaven Mm -hmm. for these people and that kind of can give people that may not even be believers a glimpse of how how we roll like how how heaven is really supposed to roll Mm -hmm. and really show who god is through us right and that was just the idea i kind of went deep and then i kind of just unpacked it and then (laughs) kept going but that's how my brain works so you know, uh, we'll build on that. But I want to segue into a section I like to call Reflections. Mm. Reflections. So, the topic for today I want to talk about um, or reflect upon is being prepared. Mm-hmm. So, the story, my story about being prepared. So, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm in hospitality 
Uh, it's a part of hospitality. In hotels, you know, we get inspections. Mm-hmm. And throughout the year, you know, we're preparing. And you don't know when these audits are coming. They just pop up. And you can kind of time it. You can kind of see, you know, get cool with some other hotels and see who's in, you know, if they're in the area, we'll call each other. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you have no idea when you're going to be inspected. So we just got a new GM at my other location that mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm the area manager. So um, fresh first week. And this is like day two for her. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we not think about an inspection. We trying to get them acclimated. All right, get a um, train you know, and stuff. And that whole staff over there is pretty much new. It's not a veteran staff, so it's not like they was firing on all cylinders. Um, so, you know, we not messed up, messed up, but we not like, you know, they got different things you got to have in place and, you know, mm-hmm. little stuff you got to touch here and there you know we need to tighten up so we doing we getting them acclimated um they stepped away to the desk came back and was like hey guess who's here i was like we got an order somebody you know delivery guy or something it was like no uh it's a qa (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) really it's like Two o'clock, one thirty. If they if we do get inspected, it's gonna be like eight o'clock in the morning. Nine o'clock. Okay. So that's when we really looking out for somebody, but like two o'clock, we man, you know, we good. Mm. We ain't got nobody coming. We somebody go, gotta stay ready. We chilling, you know, we like you could let your hair down and everything, you know, nobody coming. It was like one thirty, this man showed up. I was like, Well, We uh, we failed. Um, sorry. I mean, we just go. You knew we just go. You know, you was new. We just go go. We, I'm making up my excuse to corporate. Like, why are we about to, why are we failed? So, um, so we go ahead. Um, do the inspection. So you know, I let the GM walk with the inspector, and I kind of was like, oh, let me go check on some things. I'll be right back with you guys. Kind of. So I could break away and try to go hurry up and, hurry up and, and scurry and do some things, uh-huh. which the inspectors are not dumb. They know. So, <laughs> um, but mm. I, so I walked up and I was like, you know what? It don't even make sense for me to try to do no last minute stuff because in my motto has always been, we don't, we don't get inspected on that day. It's always, the six months, the four months, the three months. What you did prior. <laughs> leading up mm-hmm. to that day. So you're not, that test is, the grade is not based upon our performance that day. It's based upon our performance for the past six months. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it don't even make sense for me mm-hmm. to go and try to rush and get prepared and, and do all this stuff. Because it's a waste of time. You know, the, mm-hmm. the test is here. It's, it's over. Like, right. Turning your test, we grading you now. So they did the inspection. So now in the past, you had to wait like a week 
to get your your results mm-hmm. and you'd be like just sitting on pins and needles the whole <laughs> week can't get no rest because you don't know what the score is uh, but now they give it the same day before they leave so mm-hmm. now you know if you pass or fail so got to the end so they came in um i had to leave i went you know they had finished so they was wrapping up so i left and went to the other location because something popped up over there so called back i was like hey you know what they said and she was like we passed mm. wow i was like oh i'm thinking oh we so we got like a you know a barely made it like a 74 or something like oh no we got an 85 mm. oh okay <laughs> not only did we pass we passed pass like we you know, we wasn't that bad it wasn't like it was 100 but mm-hmm. i'll take an 85 yeah. so i brought that up as my being prepared topic or i reflected on that as to say you know we talk about a lot we talk a lot about the end times and yeah. you know jesus is coming back jesus is coming back Nobody knows the day or the hour. Right. And it's it's just like nowadays, there's so much that you can get caught up into. Um, and it's like, there's so many unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many people being under demonic influence, or demonic attacks, just strong delusions. delusions. And it's like, are you prepared? And I always, my biggest fear is, you know, getting to the, I'm in line to get judged at the pearly gates. And, you know, there's a scripture that talks about how God will say, you know, those that are lukewarm, he'll say, depart from me. I never, never knew, knew you. you. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of my biggest fears to hear that depart from me. Right. And I'm like always going to that secret place and asking like, God, am I like, we could, are we? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't do X, Y, Z. You know, I don't have these works. I, I, I'm just, I'm striving for this, but right. do you like, do you know, like, am I written in the book? Like you be good. You know me. <laughs> um, and I took that as a sign of, you know, even though I was caught off guard, I still, I should have failed because I felt like I wasn't ready. I didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't clean up the, the, I didn't sweep the floor. I didn't pick up that trash. I didn't, uh, check this room thoroughly enough or train my team thoroughly enough. I wasn't mm-hmm. prepared. Um, but for the past three months, six months, year, I have been doing what I needed to do for the mm-hmm. most part. And because we came just into kind of a, a transition phase of the hotel where we turned over a lot of staff, I just was in a position where we were just in turnover. Mm-hmm. But the final result was you passed. Yeah. And I took it as God saying to me, you know, you're in a good space. You know, if I popped up, you might not be ready. You might have just, you mm-hmm. know, stumbled or told a fib or did something you wasn't supposed to do. But your your heart was right and mm-hmm. you passed. Right. And it wasn't your works today, you know that passed you it was your it's the grace Mm -hmm. and the grace and mercy is sufficient the works just show evidence that you on the right team right and Mm -hmm. 
that was my reflection for for that. So be prepared. Yeah. So that's good. Um, hearing that reflection, um, it it kind of make you feel like, am I prepared? You know, um, a lot of times nobody. First of all, let me say this: nobody is perfect. We all know that, right? We all are sinners, but the goal is to sin less. You know. We're not sin, sinless because we all are sinners, but the goal is to sin less so we can be more and more like Christ each and every day. But with that being said, we do have our moments where we mess up. You know, we have our moments where you might do something, whatever your little secret is that, that only you, God knows, the person who you're doing it with knows whether you fornicating, whether you living in sin, whether you, um, you know, doing illegal activities, you know, whether you, um, holding unforgiveness in your heart, you know, cause that, that can hinder you, you know, that's that one right there. That's the stuff that people can't see on the outside looking at you, but God can see, you know, those unforgiving seeds that you holding on those grudges that you're holding on to. Right. So the thing about it is, is that, what if God was to pop up, you know, cause we don't know the date of time or the hour. So what if he was to pop up and you don't have time to get it together? You don't have time to say, Oh, Oh man, let me go get it right now. God, you know, let me go hold that thought. Can you go to somebody else and come back to me while I clean it up? No. I remember when I was younger, like maybe teens, early twenties, you think I used to think about it. Because, you know, we party, go to the clubs and, you know, be out drinking, doing like teenage stuff. So the stuff that the world glorifies, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You go to the club with your friends and, mm-hmm. and, um, long story, I mean, thinking about repentance, you know, we were taught, you know, you just have to repent. And I was like, okay, so, you know, I live it up, live it up. And turn then up and repent. Right before, you know, uh, you know, something happened. I could just hurry up, say, I'm sorry, God. And bam, bam I'm, I'm ready. And then I could just, I get in. And that's just the biggest lie from the <laughs> pits of hell. Exactly. Because based upon my reflection, your, your, your heart wasn't right leading up. And then just because you kind of felt like you oh, was God, about please to forgive me. I won't do pass it no away. More. Mm-hmm. You know, you hurry up and say, yeah, that wasn't true. You didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. So I learned that, you know, over time. But I think a lot of people might think they could just do that. And yeah. It's not, um, not going to work. A lot of people it's do feel like they could do that, Um, you know, because some people take the scripture out of context. Like, for instance, you know, yes, God is a forgiving God. Yes, God does give us grace. Yes, God does give us mercies. But the problem is just because he is a loving and a forgiving God does not mean you take advantage, does not mean that you wallow in sin, does not mean that you get the green light to continue to sin and sin and sin because you feel like God is just some Santa Claus that's just going to, oh, come to me. What's on your list? Okay, forgiven. You may go. No, it's, it's not like that because the same God that is a forgiving God is the same God that can chastise you too, you know? So we have to just be prepared, you know, and not wait until 
Um, if for example, you gave your reflection, let me give mine. Like your child, um, my son, my oldest son. Oh my God. If he knows, it's called a spirit of manipulation. It's a form of manipulation, right? It's like if he knows he wants something and he know for a fact because of his behavior, he just not going to get it from me. But if he know he wants something and it's coming up, then he'll try to start wooing me and you know, um, he, he already know when it's something because he come with the long paragraph text messages. Mom, I love you. And, you know, we went through a lot together, mom. Like he tug on the emotional side of me. You know, he he bring some of the truth of what we went through in the past. And he know that, you know, I always went hard for him, you know, being a single mom before I met my husband. And he tried to tug on my emotions and get me all mushy and stuff, right? But all of that is leading up to what he really want, you know? So it's a form of manipulation. He don't mean it, you know, in that moment. He's just focused on the prize. He's just focused on me giving him what he want at the end of the day. And so we actually, in our little peace of minds we really think that we can manipulate god for some strange reason as if god didn't create us as if god don't know all see all hear all as if god can't see our heart we'll try to manipulate like we try to manipulate people we can fool people all day especially church folks like we can fool people all day we can we can say the amens we can send out the, the scriptures we can quote the scriptures. We can look pretty and go to church each and every Sunday. We could be in ministry after ministry. We can open the church and close the doors of the church. And guess what? Be the meanest, messiest people. Be the, the people that um is bitter, hateful, judgmental. You know what I'm saying? Living secret lives. No, we can't see that stuff. Unless you have a spirit of discernment, sometimes God will, you know, uh, 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 show you certain things about people. Not so much to turn your nose up at them, to judge them, but to pray for them if you are an intercessor like I am, you know. But we can't manipulate God. And so when you have not been practicing, if this is not a lifestyle, that's why I said it's not about religion or what type of denomination you belong to it's about a relationship because when you have a true relationship with god it's a lifestyle is is that's just like a diet um if you want to lose weight and you have to lose weight um by a certain time you can't just oh i'm gonna go on a diet for a week i'm gonna change my ways or i'm gonna go vegan for a week or whatever and bam you think it no it's a lifestyle change you have to change everything your mind it's the mindset you know it's uh what you perceive what you what you think you know you have to change everything completely because we could physically eat something but if our heart is not right if our mind is not right we're just fooling ourselves because we're going to go back to the very thing that made us sick. Yeah, you can't fake it either. You have to, it has to be genuine. So it's really mm -hmm. an inside, in, inside out um, mm -hmm. and not an outside in because mm -hmm. you can 
you can be the model person on the outside and the inside be messed up. Right. So it's really about, you know, fixing on the interior and and not just focusing on the work. So some people just focus on the works and mm-hmm. they'll do, they'll say, you know, in, in Catholicism, you know, when we go to com- uh, confession, mm-hmm. you, you say the 10 Hail Marys and you say the 10 Our <laughs> Fathers and the glory beads and you focus on the routine of it and after you do that you know the priest was like oh yeah you you told 20 lies and you, you stole that candy bar just go say 10 hail marys and 20 um our fathers and your sins will be forgiven and then wow we go do that and and then you and go then right back there's to doing no it change again. there's no real repentance mm. you know there's no you're you're I mean, you're praying, you're saying the prayer, but you're not, you're not saying it from a place of you're actually talking to God. Cause who talks like that? Mm-hmm. Who, who just like, I'm talking to you and I just say the same thing over and over to you. Like a robot, your program. I say it 10 times and you're just sitting there like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that's not a, a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of having to get out of the that thought and think of it as a conversation between a, a two people and mm-hmm. that person talks back to you. a lot of people sometimes don't think about when they're praying you don't have to necessarily talk because mm-hmm. sometimes you need to listen right um and then some people talk and they don't listen they don't mm-hmm. get a response so it's like hey um hey toya uh what do you think about Jeremiah, you know, our son going do this and do that and I'm going to sign him up for this team and then um, oh, and then I can just keep talking and then after I'm done talking, then I get up and, and walk out and you have said nothing back to me. Right. You never get the answer. Wow. How many of us do that? Like we we pray and we need direction and answers from God, but we don't sit still long enough to get it. Or we too impatient, so we try to go do it ourselves, and then we got to go right back because now we're not adding more drama and more mess on top of the first mess because we got too impatient. We didn't want to sit still long enough to hear his voice, so we had everybody else in our ear. We couldn't hear his voice because he comes in a still, small voice, right? So I know I've been guilty of that several times, like... um even now in, in my life, like even with with my husband, like just the other night, talk about it. Just the other night, y'all. I've I've always been the impatient type of person, and Conviction always. Conviction alert! I need to get a buzzer. <laughs> Conviction alert! I guess because I've always like I I'm an alpha female, you know. I've always took on a leadership role and being a single mom, I had to be the man and a woman type of thing, you know, not by choice, but you know, anywho. So I'm just used to, I'm, I have that, that in me just used to getting it done. And if you're not going to do it, then guess what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it done regardless, you know? So prime example on my food truck, I needed to change my propane and I asked my husband, it was like nine o'clock. I asked him, I say, um, babe, I have inspection in the morning. Can you go and change my propane? And he was like, 
no, it's late. I'm I'm not yeah, gonna do. On. You had all day to ask me to do that. And me, fresh out the shower. You know, I'm about to go outside and get sweaty. And baby, baby. you know how hot it is in Baton Rouge. It's, it's right Guess there. what? When he said no, that, once you get that fresh shower and you already, you know, you're not trying to go outside and get muggy and all. It, it, I can do that at six in the morning. Child. When I get up, I gotta get the kids ready. Bam, I will go do that. It's a little toot toot. So that's in my head. And in my head, I'm like, say less. Say less. I'm going to go do it because I don't have time. I know I have an inspection in the morning and I don't want to wait till the last minute. I need to make sure my stuff is in order. So if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I went out there, struggled my little self, trying to pick that heavy propane tank up, put it on, right? And I'm like, oh, this is easy. Screwed it in. All the gas lines was left open. I did not go and check the gas lines prior to me turning on the propane. I literally could have died and killed myself because all of the gas is in the food truck to the point my heart started beating fast. I couldn't catch my breath. All I could do is just run out there, leave the door open so it could air out. But I was I was getting dizzy, lightheaded. I was like, oh, my God. But after the fact, I was like, all I had to do was just be patient and wait. You know, um, in my mind, when he told me no, no means no. I, I'm feeling played. I'm feeling some kind of way. You know, I'm in my feelings now because you told me no. Don't tell me no. Like, don't tell me no. It was going to get done. But to him, it was just. Not right now. You know, it wasn't necessarily a no. It was just a not right now. And a lot of times we'll ask God for things and God don't necessarily give us an answer right there. We take it as a no. We get in our feelings and feel some kind of way. Then we want to go play God and do stuff ourselves and get yourself in trouble to where you almost kill yourself or get killed. Uh, You know, that's a little bit exaggeration, but. In other words, you know what I'm saying? You get yourself in more trouble when God just simply see he has something else in store for you or he wants you to go a different route. And it's just a simple not right now because I got something else I want you to see. Now, had I been patient and waited on my husband, I would have never experienced any of that. It would have took me an hour and a half in me trying to, come back to life would have took him two minutes and he would have went on about his business and I would have went on about my business. But because I wanted to be impatient and I asked for something, I got myself in trouble. And a lot of times we do that with God, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I use our kids as an example of a prime example, being a father. It's like, when I see things with our kids, it reminds me of God the Father looking at he. I think he just drops certain little t- nudges on me when I say something to him, right? Oh, so, oh, so no, because of this reason. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I don't know if God uses my sense of humor against me sometimes, but he'd be like, I'll hear that in the back of my mind, he'd be like, oh. So you said no because why? And then I'd be like, 
I was talking to them. I wasn't talking about me. I wasn't talking about for what we was talking about. I was talking about for <laughs> for him. So, you know, it comes out a lot in in those uh, situations when even when our when we're parenting and you know the kids will want to do certain things and we know why we're saying no because either it's not time they may have something else going on it may be bad for them. Um, a number of like today, Maya came to me with a thing of ramen noodles. It was like she wanted to open it and eat it like it was chips, mm-hmm. but it's not chips. Mm-hmm. I know that it's not chips, and I know if you eat this, you're not gonna like it and your reaction. So I'm pre- preventing you from something, and you don't know, but you just hard down, just want to jump ahead first. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm protecting you from that. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to take no as a uh, a good answer um, and sometimes even even little things like if we're on a way if I'm on a way to work and it's never a traffic jam or something something prevent me from going a certain direction you know I'll take that as signs of I need to get rerouted this morning or I don't I try to find a way to think about how it's helping me versus Oh, I'm going to just be late and, you know. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. maybe I need to be late. Maybe something popped off. If I hit if I hit this street at a certain time, mm-hmm. like I'm on pace to be at this negative event. All right. Kind of how they say people get at the wrong place at the wrong time or something like that. Okay. I wasn't supposed to. I was technically supposed to be in this place, but something happened in this place and if I would have been there mm-hmm. something bad would have happened but because I got that roadblock or that you know delayed. something happened to what, what out the norm I was mm-hmm. I was I was just 10 minutes late or 20 minutes later mm-hmm. and then I get there and find out 20 minutes ago this happened mm-hmm. and I, if I if I'd have been there I'd have been a part of it right. so you gotta take you know take your nose and turn them into you know your little yeses yeah. on the inside mm-hmm. so want to transition um into a segment so i have a playlist on spotify so if you don't have spotify get spotify and go and check out this playlist music fit for a kingdom um i, I, I have some music on there that's uh, curated for the kingdom. Um, so in the past, I was a DJ, um, and I got out the DJ space just because you know a lot of the music just started to change, and you know I got heavy deeper into my career, and I just didn't really have time for it. Um, but on the same token, the the music industry, the, the music, the artists, and the, the new music, and I don't know if it's just the age and the style. I don't, but. Um, it just started to, to, and then my faith, as my faith grew, it just kind of started to go two different directions. And I was kind of split as to, you know, I can't, I feel like I'm walking on this path uh, towards God. But then if I go and do a party and I'm playing certain artists and certain music, I'm like contradicting, you know, myself. So I kind of just, I, I labeled it as I'm gonna just retire, um, but that I still listen to music and it's like 
you know, what do I listen to? So I started to curate a, a playlist and I have some music picks that we're going to go into. Um, so again, that's music fit for a kingdom. And if you're on Spotify, that's the how it looks. That's the logo of it. And, you know, I, I curated this playlist and this week, uh, well, today, my picks, these are my top four picks. So you have Conversations by Gospel Ready. Um, if you heard the intro, that is the intro song, Conversations, um, for this Secret Place podcast. Then I have Yeshua by Isaiah Robin. Need to spell check Isaiah. I probably spelled that wrong, but the name of the song is Yeshua. Serenity by the Jesus Gang. And then most high by marcus rogers um so that's the music picks for the day have you heard any of those songs you, yeah you? i have i love them um, i hear them all the time when you play them yeah so <laughs> that's my music picks that's what we listening to um this week probably, i think i put them as the top four on the on the playlist so they really again good. uh go ahead i'll put that up again uh, that's the playlist you can follow that and you know it's just music for the kingdom um, while we on music, I mean, what do you think about the state of music? I was telling the, the audience about just my background as a DJ and how music, you know, as my faith grew, I started to be more sensitive about the music that I play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have the, the Beyonce's and the, uh, the Lil Nas X's and, the, you know, you know. Beehive don't come from me, but um, you know some of the music and some of the things they say. You know the 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 taboo topic of the, I guess the Christian walk, uh, Christian um, community is you know how Beyonce talked about using the pages of the Bible to, you know, as a tampon and mm-hmm. so things like that. And as a DJ, I'm like. Okay, I'm I'm team God and these people certain artists are clearly, you know, going mm-hmm. against that. So how do I reconcile that? How do I do this with a clear conscience and look at God and fit and say, mm, not, you know, I, I I just couldn't. So I, I just labeled it as a retirement, but I really had to pull away and kind of re regroup. Mm-hmm. Um and then I came across, you know, I didn't ever really been exposed to this side of the music industry. I guess you would call it, I don't know if you would call it underground or, or what, but, you know, there's Christian hip hop, Christian rap, Christian, all, you know, Christian, every denominated uh, genre of music. Um, you just got to go find it. It's not necessarily there. It's not on Billboard Top right. 100. And then, I mean, you that have don't your, get glorified like secular music. Yeah, you have your, you know, your Kirk Franklin's and your mainstream <laughs> uh, gospel artists. But, you know, outside of that, you know, you, you got to go find it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I came up with the playlist to, you know, kind of curate and bring some of those, you know, spirit filled uh, artists to light to the forefront. Um, so check it out. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Any closing remarks? 
closing remarks we you know go ahead and wrap up this is episode one um the secret place podcast we kind of introduced ourselves we talked a little bit about you know what the secret place is um and then just kind of staying prepared are you prepared for christ's return mm-hmm. that's kind of the main theme of today um well my closing remarks would be um Thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you are subscribing to our channel and you are sharing this because we're going to get into some really, really necessary, juicy come to Jesus moments. Okay. Um, As believers, um, things that's going to have you checking yourself, doing a self check to make sure that you're on the right track. And even for ourselves as well, we're not, we're not here sitting on the throne saying, no, you know, we, we're the chiefs and you're the little Indians. No, it's nothing like that because we have to check ourselves too, because we're not perfect either. But this platform is to shed light, you know, is to bring awareness, is to make sure that we are on the right track with God. And even if you fell off track, if you became a backslider, God said that he's married to the backsliders and he will never give you a divorce. And to me, that's good news because that lets me know that if I messed up, God has a special place in his heart, you know, for us. And so we always are striving to be more and more like Christ, right? So um, if you continue to tune in to this podcast, um, please invite somebody if if you feel like the things that we're talking about and you have some type of conviction somewhere then that's good then that means we're doing our job you're supposed to have some type of conviction so that way you can change be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind and um it it comes by hearing the word and we're going to get into the word we're going to get into some real life stuff um this is just a, a tip of what we're going to get into we're going to get into some deep stuff and some stuff you might not even like you may not even like us no more but that's all right because we're not here to please you we're here to please god so um yeah so don't don't come with your feelings on your shoulders because it's gonna get knocked off i'm letting you know now but um it's, it's all for the good for god to get the glory out of everything so yep um we're here to have conversations we just want to talk about it um bring it to Bring it to the secret place and have that conversation. You know, hopefully the, the Holy Spirit can be among us and guide that conversation and, and ensure that we're not leading anybody astray, that we're just leading you in the, down the right path and that we're not out of line uh, scripturally with what we're saying. And, you know, we're just discussing our personal walk, um, you know, and some of the the lessons that we've learned uh you know we'll have other people that we invite to talk have different perspectives and ultimately we just want to have that conversation and that conversation can help somebody Mm -hmm. um and that's if it helps one person that's that's enough if it helps me if it helps her yeah that's enough you know we may just be doing this whole thing just to help me get through Mm -hmm. (laughs) reconcile something so that's that's worth it. Yeah. Um, well, I say here, leave 99 righteous to go after that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So thank y'all for watching. Thank you. Um, if you're watching on the recording, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Turn on the notifications so you can get alerted. 
and look out for the next episode yeah and if you feel like you're a local and you want to not subscribe um join if you feel like you know god is leading on your heart to share you know and join our podcast and to be you know a guest then please hit us up um you can give them the uh i'm on facebook talton uh you're toya latoya jet on facebook on Instagram, I am Toy Biz. What's my name? I don't know what I am on Instagram. It's long. I don't. You can I find me Talton Jet on all social platforms. I I'm keep somebody it, keep on it simple. But uh, Secret know. Place <laughs> is the the YouTube channel. Um, and just hit me up if you're watching this. You should be able to click on something below and and get to yeah. me in the uh, comments. Oops, so sorry. thanks again for watching. That's episode one. We out. We did it. Peace out, y'all.